You're listening to audio from Queen City Church. Thank you for joining us. We hope this message will encourage you and offer practical steps for a relationship with God that keeps getting better and better. Today, we are starting a brand new series called Loud and Clear. And this is a series I'm so excited to be able to dive into because this is a series that is all about hearing God. And here's where we got the idea of this series. Every single Easter, we give out a survey asking, hey, if we could answer questions, what questions would you want answered? Because we want to be able to help you. And the number one, by far the most asked question was how do I hear God's voice? I mean, there wasn't even a close number two. So we decided, instead of taking one week and trying to unpack that, that because there was such an overwhelming response to this question, that we would take a whole series and really dive into this question, how do I hear God? And by the way, let me just say, I am so proud that that was the number one asked question. I was like such a proud pastor. I was like, look at our church. They're so stinking awesome. Out of all the things you could ask, it's like, how do I hear God? But here's why I love that question. Because that question like it makes an assumption that God is speaking. And I love that. I love it because he is speaking. And one thing that we're going to try to do over this series is to be able to discover that not only is God speaking, but he is speaking loud and clear. And here's our theme verse for this series in Proverbs chapter three in verse five and six in the message paraphrase, it says, trust God from the bottom of your heart. Don't try to figure out everything on your own. And right there, there's your life verse for 2022. Just don't try to do this thing all by yourself. And then it goes on to say this. It says, listen for God's voice in everything you do, everywhere you go. He's the one who will keep you on track. And that's what we want for your everyday life to look like. For every single day, for you to hear God's voice in every single thing that you do, that at your job and in your career, with your family and how you parent, that your future and decisions that you have to make, that for everything that, every, your mind, your, your, your emotions, your finances, your schedule, everything that we want you to be able to have this relationship with God where you don't have to wait for me you don't have to wait to, on a Sunday, but every single day that you can listen for God's voice in everything that you do. And also in this series, we are intentionally combining this with our annual 21 days of prayer and fasting, which like you've heard, it starts today. And maybe you're here and you're like, what in the world is that? And I'll tell you a little bit about what that actually looks like. But this is literally my favorite time of the year. This is our favorite season that we do as a church. And this was the very first thing that we ever did as a church was 21 days of prayer and fasting. And by a church, I'm saying me and my wife and just our family. Because four years ago, literally this week, we moved to Cincinnati, Ohio, only knowing one family, desperate and dependent for God to do something big, knowing that in nine months we were gonna launch a church and we had to meet some people and we didn't know what it was gonna look like. But the first thing we did is we came and we did 21 days of prayer and fasting in my basement, just praying, seeking God, asking God. And you know why we did that? Because we were so desperate for God. We were so dependent on God to do things because we wanted to have this culture and establish this rhythm that prayer, it was going to be our first response, not our last resort. That that's who we are. And so we wanted to set that. And here's the truth, guys. We are just as desperate and just as dependent right now as we were then. Yeah. 
Yeah, there's some people. Yeah, there's a little bit more stability. But I'm telling you, we want to posture ourselves as a church and as individuals to be so desperate and dependent upon God. And I'm telling you, there is no better way than 21 days of prayer and fasting. And so I want to invite you to be a part of what we're doing over the next three weeks. And we are actually having prayer services each and every day. And they're gonna put the schedule and the details on there. And I encourage you to take a picture of that so you have all the information that's up there. But every single day we are gathering together over the next 21 days and praying as a church. And so Monday through Friday, starting tomorrow morning, we're gonna be praying every day from 6.30 to 7.30 at 1455 Dalton Avenue. And by the way, yes, Jesus is up at that time. He is. Bonus points if you shower before that. Like if you do that, it's okay if you don't. (laughs) Like 90% of people that show up do not shower beforehand. And so that's okay. Um, Just put deodorant on so so you're not nasty, okay? Um, But... But we'll pray every single Monday through Friday. I'm leading tomorrow. I'm so excited to be able to do that. I'll be excited and energetic and full of faith and passion tomorrow at 6.30. And then on Saturday, we actually do this every single week as a church, but we pray at something called Saturday Prayer every single Saturday from nine to 10. And you can see the location there, 1455 Dalton Avenue. We'll have signs, we'll make it as super easy as possible. It's right right in the heart of downtown in the warehouse district right there. And so uh, we'd love for you to be able to show up. And then by the way, Sunday, we pray at church. So you just come to church and we'll pray at some point uh, during that. And so if you can only join us online, I want you to know that we do have an online option. You can find that on our website as well. It's not going to be us, but it is going to be one of our sending churches at Church of the Highlands in Birmingham, Alabama. They do the same exact thing. Their schedule is a little bit different. Um, It's going to be here from seven to eight. And so maybe you can't join us in person. I highly encourage you to join one of our sending churches for their 21 days of prayer and fasting um, if if you can't join us in person. But I'd love to see you there. And... um, and this is one of these special times that we have. And by the way, we, we promise to end on time every single time. Uh, so we're not going to, so that you can be on time to whatever you got, whether that's, whether that's work, whether that's school, whatever that you have appointment wise. Uh, but some of you, I think you hear that and you're like, pray for a whole hour. Like, Man, I, I feel like I get ADD within like 30 seconds of praying. Like I can't focus for more. How do I expect me to pray? And uh, we're going to help you with everything throughout this whole process. We actually lead you through the entire thing. We keep it moving. It's easier than you think. It's more fun than what you think. And uh, we'll do everything we can to be able to help you make sure it's a great experience. And then here's what I find is that a lot of people who've never done it, they code, they show up and they get to the end and they're like, wait, that's it. That's it. And uh, you'll be surprised at how, how much fun it is and how fast it goes. And you'll sit there, they'll be part of you, they'll be like, man, I just wish we had more time to be able to pray. And, but I want you to know like what our goal is, uh, because we, we have a goal with 21 days of prayer and fasting every single year. And it's, it's not deep, but it, is, but it is very important. And our goal is just simply to get as close to God as we can. That's it. So yes, we come and we bring our prayer request and we have different things that we need God to move in and hopefully he does that, but that's not our goal. Our goal is to simply just get as close to God as we can. At the ver- and I'm telling you, there's no better way at the start of a year to set up the rest of your year for success, to put God first in a new year and say, God, I'm giving you this time. I'm setting this time aside to get as close 
to you as possible. And by the way, it's not just prayer. It is prayer and fasting. It's where we take some things intentionally out of our lives so that we can just focus on God better to to get as close as we can to remove some distractions. And there's a lot of fasting resources that are on our website. That website that we just had up there, make sure that you go and check that out. If you need to learn more about fasting, because we have a lot of times, there's all types of fasts that you can do for me. What I'm doing this year, I'm doing a partial food fast. So I'm taking some things out of my diet. Um, And then I'm also going to be doing a full media fast. So I am literally disconnecting uh, from all types of media, including all social media. So uh, if you don't have my number, sorry. So, um, uh, but, but it's so good for me to be able to disconnect from, from that and just be able to take that time to focus on God. But here's why we combine prayer and fasting together. It's very intentional because there's two different goals. Because prayer, it connects us to God, and fasting, it helps us disconnect from the world. And so that's why we put those things together at the very start of the year, because how many of you know that we live in a very loud, chaotic world? We do, we live in a world that's constantly loud and there's so much noise, but how many of you know that God is still speaking in the middle of that loud world? Like God is speaking, I think you know that because it's why you ask that question. Because like, how can I hear? But the Bible, it says that God, that he speaks in a still, small voice. Let me put it another way. That God, he speaks in a whisper. And so for you to actually hear a whisper, I don't know if you thought about this, you need two things. You need silence and proximity. You need to be quiet and you need to be close. And that's what we're doing during 21 days of prayer and fasting. That's what it's designed to do to turn down the volume of the world, to get as close to God as we possibly can so that you can hear him, but not just hear him, hear him loud and clear. So let me pastorally encourage you. Let me put it this way. Let me pastorally push you to be a part of what we're doing during 21 days of prayer and fasting. Try to be there as much as you can. I invite you to come tomorrow, at least come tomorrow. Come tomorrow, check it out. Come tomorrow, and it's the best way to start your year. Now today, with the rest of my time, my assignment in this very first week of this Loud and Clear series is to show you theologically that God does still, in fact, speak. Now there are some teachings out there that say that God does not speak anymore. There are some teachings that say that God, whose words were so powerful in Genesis chapter 1 at the beginning, that he spoke and the whole world created. That when he said, let there be light, those words were so powerful enough to bring light. That his words were so powerful that when he spoke, mountain ranges appear. That when he spoke, literally, that the, the, the beaches and the oceans that we go and vacation in in the summer to get away, like when he spoke, those things created. There are teachings that are out there that say that that God, whose words are so powerful that when he speaks, that happens, has all of a sudden lost his voice. That Jesus, who is described in the book of John as the word, is all of a sudden silent. That the Holy Spirit, who the Bible says lives on the inside of every single believer, is now just trapped on the inside of you with no way to communicate to you. 
And respectfully, that's just not true. It's just not true. In fact, like when I open my Bible, I see a living God who speaks from cover to cover, a God who speaks in the Old Testament and the New, from Genesis to Revelation, like that's who he is. That's his nature. Like we serve a speaking God. And I don't know about you, but I am so grateful that we serve a speaking God. And when I think about that, when I think about the fact that that's just who he is, that's his nature, we see it from Genesis to Revelation, but people are like, yeah, but that was then, but what about now? Well, Malachi chapter three, verse 16, it says, God speaking, he says, I'm the Lord and I do not change. I am the Lord and I do not change. Here's what that means in the context of this conversation. God spoke then and God still speaks today. A.W. Tozer put it this way. He said that the facts are that God is not silent, has never been silent. It is the nature of God to speak. Now, let me show you this in the Bible. In John chapter 10, by the way, these are words that are written in red in my Bible, which means Jesus himself spoke these. John chapter 10, starting in verse one, Jesus says, I tell you the truth. Anyone who sneaks over the wall of a sheepfold rather than going through the gate must surely be a thief and a robber. But the one who enters the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. Then he goes on to explain what this shepherd does. So every time you see the pronoun he or him, he's talking about the shepherd, that the gatekeeper opens the gate for him, the shepherd, and the sheep recognize his voice and come to him. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. And after he has gathered his own flock, he walks ahead of of them and they follow him because they know his voice. So that's what the shepherd does. And so, okay, I get it that the the sheep, they listen to the shepherd. So who is the shepherd? In verse 11, Jesus just goes on and he doesn't make any questions about it. He says straight up in verse 11, I am the good shepherd. Everything you just read those first four weeks were describing me. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd sacrifices his life for the sheep. In verse 14, he doubles down. I am the good shepherd. I know my own sheep. And by the way, that word know right there in the original language is the word gnosko. And what that means, it's a very intimate term. It doesn't mean that he knows you here. It says he knows you here. It's a very close. He says, you can have a close relationship with God. I know my own sheep. I'm close to them. And they, guess what, can have that same type of relationship with me. They know me just as my father, just as God knows Jesus and I know the father. So I sacrifice my life for the sheep. I have other sheep too that are not in this sheepfold. By the way, he's talking to a mainly Jewish audience here. And so there he's talking about Gentiles. Those are people that are not Jewish, which includes most of us. So he's saying, I have other sheep too, which means us that are not in this sheepfold. I must bring them also that they, they, they will listen to my voice. Talking about us. And there will be one flock with one shepherd. And then in verse 27, he says, my sheep, listen 
to my voice. I know them and they follow me. So just a very couple simple questions out of these verses from John chapter 10. So in these verses, feel free to to respond, feel free to answer online, feel free to put it in the chat. Um, Who is the shepherd? That's great, it's like church 101. If you don't know, just say Jesus, okay? (laughs) You're right. So who is the shepherd? It's Jesus. Two different times he says straight up, I am the good shepherd. It's not even up for debate. It's like, yeah, at least according to those verses, who's the shepherd? It's Jesus. So if he is the shepherd, then who is the sheep? We are. We are. Hey, guys, you're a sheep. That if you are a believer, if you are a Christian, if you've been saved, if you've made a decision to be able to receive the grace and the the mercy and the love and the forgiveness of Jesus, if you've made that decision, guess what? You are a sheep. Why don't you look at your neighbor and just say, bye. Okay, just do that. Just, okay, just tell me you're a sheep, you're a sheep. So these verses, they clearly say that Jesus is the shepherd, that we are the sheep, and that the shepherd speaks to his sheep, that Jesus speaks to us. John 10, 27, he says, just my sheep, they listen to my voice, meaning I'm talking to you. And they listen, and I know them, and and I speak to them, and they follow me. Listen, church, God is still speaking. And he is still speaking loud and clear. And over the next few weeks of this series, we're really deep diving into this, this, this big question by answering a lot of smaller questions of like, I, I really tried to think through, okay, as we navigate the next few weeks as a church, like what questions do you want us to, to answer God? And so we're gonna be answering questions like practically, how do I hear God's voice? Like in my everyday life, how can I hear God's voice? Another question we're gonna answer is like, okay, so how do I know it's God's voice? How do I know it's not just me? Or it's not just like, how, how do I know that it's, that it's God's voice? We're gonna answer the question, like what could possibly keep me from hearing God's voice? But with the rest of my time today, I just wanna answer this question. It's like, cool, I understand that God speaks But here's the question I wanna answer today. Why does God still speak? Why? Growing up, I I, I was the kid that always asked why. I was that annoying kid. I'm telling you, I was a kid that I I drove my teachers, my parents, God bless her. So I love you, mom and dad. Thank you for putting up with me. But I've always been that way. I was always the kid that just, I would respond with everything, why? But why? Then they'd give me an answer, but why? You know, and, and I promise, like full integrity in my heart, I wasn't trying just to, to, to be like, to be a butt. I was just like trying to just be like, hey, like, like, why? Like, I, I really want to understand why. Like, is there anybody else that's out there that's with me? Like, you're, you're, the, you're the annoying kids. Yes, thank you. Um, you know, but like, I, don't tell me what to do. Tell me why to do it. Tell me, tell me, like, don't tell me just what to do. Tell me why to do it. And then when I buy in, I'm all in. Okay. So like, just, I'm, I'm a big why person. So like, yeah, cool. God speaks, but why does he speak? And so let me give you two reasons. 
Here's the first one. If you're taking notes, write this down. If you're not taking notes, write this down. Number one, because God cares about you and the details of your life. Some of you, maybe you don't believe that today. Some of you maybe just believe that God doesn't care, but I'm telling you, one of the reasons why God is speaking loud and clear to you is because he cares about you and the details of your life. Matthew chapter 10, verses 29 through 31, it says, what's the price of a pet canary? Some loose change, right? That's not normal things that we buy, but just so you know, it does not cost much money. It says, and God cares what happens to it even more than you do. But get this. He pays even greater attention to you down to the last detail, even numbering the hairs on your head. He even knows the original color. (laughs) This is what it says in the Passion Translation. It says, so don't worry for your father, for God, he cares deeply about even the smallest detail of your life. See, not only does God know every detail of your life. He cares about every detail of your life. And according to this, even down to the number of hairs that you have on your head. And let's be honest. Let's be honest today in church. Like in the grand scheme of things, with everything that happens in this world, in the grand scheme of things, the number of hairs on your head is not that important. It's just not. Some of you guys in here, you're like, I beg to differ because every single year, it seems like I got less. And so that matters to me. And I get that. But in the grand scheme of things, it really doesn't matter. In fact, like if you think about it, like more than likely that detail of your life has never impacted your life. Ever. It's never impacted your life. You probably never needed that number. That's never been like, hey, you know, give me your date of birth. Give me your your blood type. You got to know that. Give me your social security number. And then how many hairs you got on your head? Like, like, that's not a detail that you've ever needed for anything. And you've probably never even known that number. But get this, God does. God knows about this number. And he cares about that specific detail of your life. So let me ask you a question. If God cares about that detail of your life. If he cares about the number of hairs on your head, don't you think he cares about your marriage? Don't you think he cares about your kids and your family, about your future? Don't you think he cares about that dream that's in your heart? Don't you think he cares about your job and your career and that business? Don't you think that he cares about that big decision that right now is on your plate and you got to figure out what to do? Don't you think he cares? about the challenges and the struggles that you're walking through right now. Of course he does. God cares about you and the details of your life. And that's why he wants to talk to you. And here's the second reason, because God wants a close relationship with you. That's another reason why God wants to speak to you loud and clear because he wants a close relationship with you. And by the way, he does not want religion. He does not want behavior modification. He does not want this legalistic checklist of do's and don'ts. He just doesn't want to compartmentalize hour of your week. He wants a real, consistent, growing, vibrant, close relationship with you. And here's the truth. Close relationships require communication. 
It just does. In fact, you cannot be close to someone and never talk. That if you thought about your closest relationships right now, like think about them right now, think about the person that you are closest with right now. And I I bet that those are the people that you communicate with the most because close relationships require communication. And here's another truth, close relationships require two-way communication. It really does. Think about it. The relationships that you have where communication is only one way, it's not close. Think about that person that never texts you back. Like it's only on the right side. It's only blue. That's it. That's it. You're boom, 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 boom. Like weeks and weeks and weeks. You're not ever like, man, I feel so close to them. You know why? Because I'm communicating so well to them and they know what's going on in my life. No. When that happens, we actually confront people, right? Like, hey, what's up? Did I do anything wrong? Because you're not talking back to me. Because close relationships aren't like the person you leave voicemails to all the time, you don't feel close to. I mean, you're communicating with them, but they're not communicating back because close relationships require two-way communication. So let me just get practical like with God. So if all you do is pray and talk to God, which by the way, we're setting time aside right now. But if that's all you do, and you never take time to listen to God, to let him speak, then it is a one-way communication relationship. And it's hard to be close that way. And as much as God wants you to talk to him, and he does, he wants to talk to you too. And I've just committed that over the next three weeks, as we lean into this prayer and fasting season as a church, I feel so much conviction about this. I'm not just gonna just talk the whole time. I'm going to spend some time intentionally listening and saying, God, what do you want to say? What do you want to speak into my life? What do you want to say about our church and this year and what we're doing? What do you want to say about my marriage? What do you want to say about my parenting and my time? What do you want to say about the decisions that I have to, like, I want to hear from you. I just don't want to spend the next three weeks talking to you. I want to listen to you as well. And here's what kind of struck me so deep is that when it comes to that type of a relationship with you, he sent his son, Jesus, to die on a cross, to pay for our sins, just for the chance to have a relationship with you where you can talk to him and that he can talk to you. That was the price that he paid so that you could have that type of relationship with him. And here's a great quote from Dallas Willard. He says, if God doesn't speak today, then the greatest disservice we could ever do to people is to tell them that they, could ha- that they could have a personal relationship with God. But as we end, let's go one layer deeper. Let me tap into my little annoying kid self and ask, but why? Because yes, God speaks. Why does he speak? Because he cares. He cares about the details of our life and because he wants a close relationship with us. But why? Why does he care? Why does he care about the details of my life and your life? Why does he want a close relationship with us? You ever thought about that? 
Like, why? Like, okay, he speaks. Okay, here's why he speaks. But why, why, why that? Why does he care so much? Why does he want a relationship with us? And here's, I asked God that this week. That's how I talk to God. I said, God, but why? And here's why. Because like 1 John chapter 4, verse 8 says, God is love. God is love. He doesn't have love. He is love. That's his nature. That's his character. That's who he is. He is a God of love. He doesn't choose to love you. Because if he could choose to love you, then he could choose not to love you. And that can't happen because he is love. Let me say it this way. God cannot not love you. That, that, is, that, is, that is awful grammar. That is really good preaching. God cannot not love you. And the love that he has for you is unlike any other love that you'll ever experience because it's not based on what you do. It is based on who he is. It is not based on your conduct. It is based on his character. It is not based on your performance. It is based on his nature. And listen, there's nothing that you can do to make God stop loving you. And there's nothing that you can do and there is nothing that you have ever done that can disqualify you from God's love. And here's why, because it's not based on what you do. It's not based on you at all. It's all based on who he is. It has nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with him. It's who he is. God is love. Like God loves you on your good days. God loves you on your bad days. God loves you on your blah days and everything else in between. In fact, like God loves you whether or not you believe in him or not. Like God loves you whether you accept him or not. God loves you whether or not you follow him and follow his ways and read this book and do what it says. And God loves you if you don't. Like God loves you if you're a Christian, if you've been following Jesus for 40 years, if you made that decision last week, God loves you whether you're agnostic or you're an atheist. God loves you because that's who he is. In fact, God will never love you more than he does right now. And God will never love you any less than he does right now. Brennan Manning puts it this way. He says, God has a single relentless stance towards us. He loves us. It's who he is. It's his nature. That's his character. God is love. And that's why God cares about you and cares about the details of your life. And that's why God wants a close relationship with you. And that's ultimately why God still speaks to you today, loud and clear. I want you to bow your head and close your eyes. God, right now at the start of this series, we carve time aside and we just tell you, thank you. Thank you for not just having love, but being love. 
And I even think sometimes it's really hard for us to wrap our minds around that. But God, even if we don't fully understand, we say thank you that that's who you are. And God, we thank you that because of that, you care about us. Because of that, you want relationship with us. Because of that, you speak to us. And God, right now at the start of this series, we make room for you and we invite you into every single area of our life. As we start this journey of 21 days of prayer and fasting, as we begin to dive into this loud and clear series, God, we give you permission to speak into any and every area of our life. God, I pray that you give us ears to hear you. God, these questions that we have about this subject, God, I pray that you'd speak directly to our souls. And today I believe that there is nobody here on accident. That every single person is here because you, in your divine nature, appointed us to be here today. And whether that's in person, whether that's online. And God, I believe it's because you wanna say something to us today. And so right now where you're at, We do this every week, but we do this every week because we believe deep in our heart that God is a speaking God. That's why we do this every week. But just right there, where you're at, will you ask God, God, what are you saying to me today? Just ask him, pray that prayer. No matter where you are in your spiritual journey, pray that prayer. God, what are you saying to me today? Not the person to my right, to my left, but What do you want to speak to me? Maybe ask him this. What's a a next step that I can take? Like, what does my response need to be? That's often how God speaks to me. So I ask him for like something to do. What's a step that you can take? What's, What's God saying to you? And maybe for some of you, you just heard about this God of love but you've never received that love. The question is not whether he loves you, he does. But the the question today is, have you received that love? Have you made a decision to say, I open myself up to that love? And the truth is that God loves you enough to give you a choice, that he will never force himself on you. And maybe you're here and you've never received that love. You've never received the grace of Jesus. You never received what he's already paid for. You've never made the decision to follow him, to let him into your life. Or maybe you have before, but now you find yourself at church and you're just far from God. You've walked away from him. And today you just need a fresh start. You need to come back to God. And we never want to miss an opportunity to give you what we believe is the most important decision of your life, the decision to follow Jesus, to give him your life, to receive that grace and to receive that love. And we're not going to point you out, make you come forward or embarrass you in any way. I just want to lead you in a simple prayer. And if you want to be included in that prayer, if you know that your step, like God right now, like Revelation says, he is knocking on the door of your heart and he's saying, hey, I am here. I love you so stinking much. I'm speaking to you. Will you let me in? Whether it's for the first time or it's all over again. And we want to give you that opportunity right now to say, man, I, I received that love. 
And if you're here and that's you and you know that's your response on the count of three, I'm gonna have you put your hand up in the air as a sign of faith. Nobody's looking around. It's just between you and God saying, I humble myself and I say, I need you, God. And if you're here and that's you, whether it's for the first time or it's all over again, you need a fresh start. Just put your hand up in the air on the count of three. One, two, three. I got you, I got you. That's awesome, that's awesome. Anybody else, anybody else, anybody? Yeah, I got you, I got you right there. That's awesome, that's awesome. Proud of you, proud of you, proud of you. You can put your hands down and just pray something like this in your heart. Just say, Jesus, I need you, I need you. And I'm sorry that I've lived my life without you. Will you come live inside me and will you do what I cannot do myself? Will you change me? I've tried, but I can't. So can you do what I can't do? In fact, will you make me brand new? I surrender my whole life to you. Right now, I give you my life. I give you everything. My past, my present, my future, my family, everything. I give you everything. I give you my life. And today, I receive your love. Today, I receive your grace and your forgiveness. I receive your love. And today is a line in the sand moment. And I make the decision, not just today, but for the rest of my life, to follow you. We thank you so much for Jesus. And it's through Jesus that we pray. And everybody said, amen. Church, some people just made the best important decision of their life. Come on, can we clap our hands and tell them how proud we are of you? Come on, that's awesome. That's awesome. If there's anything in your life that we can pray for, please visit queencitypeople.com slash prayer. For the latest updates on our church, follow us on social media at queencitypeople or visit queencitypeople.com.